This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, I'm a monster. Plus, Biz lays down tracks, Teresa hits the open road, and we talk to Nefertiti Austin about single-parent adoption and the need for more voices from people of color in parenting books. Woo! Hi, Teresa! Hi, Biz. You're missing something. What? Is it rest? Oh, shit. I don't have my baby. Where's your baby? My baby is not here. He's (laughs) elsewhere. What? Oh, my God. Nick, bring us the one. Um, I know. We really should be. We should be having, like, bourbon. We should be having bourbon at 10.30 in the morning in the period hut. Yeah. That's that's how the ancients used to deal in the period hut, right? I know. just bourbon. Exactly. The ancients. It helps. It does help for teething. For mamas, periods. for dads, for periods, for no sleep, <laughs> for whatever ails ya. The one bad mother, lickety pick me up. Uh, <laughs> no uh, guarantees. Uh, before yeah. I ask you how you are, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put something before you this week. Tell me some stuff. I'm going to tell you some Please. stuff because uh, it's good stuff and we want to share it right off the top of the show. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this, but... Our book came out this week. Seriously. It's out. For real. For real out. We're published authors. You can see it in the wild. Yeah. You can, anyway. Go around and look for it. Look Try for to it. spot someone reading it on the subway. That's right. Stand awkwardly by someone and say, yeah, what are you considering? This is, yeah. this is pretty this, funny. This book what is, you, I liked this book. You're doing a good job. Yeah. Do you have time to read a book? This is designed to make it easy for you to read one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, do you know what won't make you feel like shit? This book. This book. Hey, check it out. Uh, so uh, that's very exciting. Yeah. We're we're doing a whole week of the hashtag winning at parenting. Uh, tweet out to somebody or Facebook out at somebody or talk face-to-face to somebody. <laughs> Tell a parent that they're winning at parenting, okay? And let them, let them know why they are. Uh, in honor of the book coming out. And guys, just in case you missed it, it's called You're Doing a Great Job. <laughs> 100 Ways You're Winning at Parenting by Biz Ellis and Teresa Thorne. Hosts of One Bad Mother. (laughs) You guys, so go out, find the book. Have a good time. Find it, enjoy it. Tell other parents that they're doing a great job and that they're winning at parenting. Perhaps there's a holiday coming up where it's appropriate. If you're not sure (laughs) that you're winning at parenting, you can look in the book and see a bunch of stuff that we know you guys are already doing. Yes. And that will remind you how much you're actually winning at parenting, even if you think you're not. All right. Also, we are having a big event in San Francisco. We're doing a live show, guys. Yep. April 29th, live show at The Independent in San Francisco. You can get your tickets online at theindependentsf.com. Glenn Washington of Snap Judgment is going to be joining us. Guys, it's going to be a really good time. So look, that, that it's, this is not, you know, this is moms need a night out. Dads need a night out. People who want to understand parenting better might need a night out. Yep. So come on and celebrate with us. Eight o'clock. We'll also have books available. We'll be doing a signing. We'll be hanging out. It is going to be a good time. Live genius and fails. I just don't think there could be a better way to spend a Saturday night. Call up your babysitters and your grandparents. I'm so excited. And join us. Do it. Teresa. Yes. How are you? I'm so good. <laughs> We've entered the delusional phase, guys. <laughs> I mean, that's great to hear. I know. I'm glad. Uh, you're not. You're I not. am glad. Okay. I am glad to hear this because it, this is. I mean, are we? Yeah, we're, we're definitely. The Biz is doing the um, the arm roller coaster yeah. movement at me with the questioning look on her face. Like, is this is, <laughs> is this, this correct? Is, is this, this correct? Applicable here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, is, we're definitely in that. I mean, I have a ten week old baby, guys, and a three and a half year old, and a five and a half year old. I mean. I'm definitely deluded that I think things are great. (laughs) But I'm really happy because we went away last week. Um, It was Grace's spring break. Um, It was our chance to get away. We were in the mountains. We had no internet. We weren't able to work 
That's amazing. Um, we were not able to communicate with, with the world at large. And, Only you know, communicate with the wild and nature. Yes. That's I mean, amazing. it was crazy. It was so, so <laughs> actually genuinely restorative. Oh. And like, you know, I, I think it's weird, too, because you guys know how it is to travel with kids yeah. and vacation with kids. And there's a lot of things that are not actually relaxing. relaxing. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things about going on vacation that are actually way harder and way more exhausting. But something about like the ages of my kids or where we were, what the folks we were with, like just was like the perfect storm of like goodness and calm and um, and like we got over the hump of like the drive, which yeah. was the big thing that I was kind of like in advance. Uh-huh. I was like, how is this going to work driving two, uh, four hours yeah. each way with three kids in the car, yeah. including a newborn? I don't know how he's going to do on the drive. Like, yeah. is he going to cry the whole time? Yeah. Is he like, gonna, Ellis, like, I mean, let's all remember, Ellis just screamed. Yeah. Lots we of couldn't kids. even get yeah. like an hour and a half to yeah. Stefan's parents' house without stopping three times because his scream, he, the car was not his friend. Yeah, right? no. like I mean, like, and no. after that, we were just like, we're never coming to see you guys again, right? Until like he's two. oh, totally. You know what I mean? Totally. So yeah, it's unpredictable. You yeah. don't know. And Oscar, I mean, Oscar wasn't necessarily like that, but he did used to cry in the yeah. car at least half the time. Yeah, like, there was lots of crying in the car, and and even when Grace was a baby, she cried in the car sometimes. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not taking this for granted at all. Like the fact <laughs> that it went well. You should do it again well, next weekend. <laughs> oh, mm, uh, maybe not. But like, I'm just, I'm really like. I feel so uh, grateful. Oh, that's good. that it worked out. I'm so glad. Yes, good job. Thank doing you. Doing that because that's a big undertaking. Yeah, thank you. And I'm so glad that the result was something restorative and good. Yes, that's so good. Thank you. You're welcome. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. I'm <laughs> tired, guys. I'm tired. Ellis's uh, need. Uh, for me, he's, you know, I've mentioned that he's going through a very mama only phase, mm. and it it is. A deeply intense one, oh. so much so that it clearly it extends throughout the night. <laughs> so oh, wow. we did, it's been three weeks of the wake ups throughout the night uh, that only Mama can. Eh, and he was like yelling for me in his sleep. I mean, it's just like a whole, you know, he's just going through a thing, and totally. I'm there. But it's yep. a little like being held hostage all the time. Yeah. Uh, but while simultaneously being filled with sweet, loving snuggle moments. It's oh, great. Okay. Uh, well, you're doing a really good thank job. Thank you. So I'm very yeah. tired, and lots of other stuff is happening. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it, there's a lot. It's a little crazy right now. It's a little crazy. Right? I described it as, I'm wearing a lot of hats mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. A lot of hats. Yeah. Uh, to cover up the fact that you haven't showered. That I haven't showered. <laughs> <laughs> yes, many hats. Uh, so the whole point of this is, uh, sometimes Sundays can feel like they last an eternity. Mm. <laughs> and... I had a, like a thing that I had bought on Amazon, secret stashed away for we're all out of ideas. Mm-hmm. And it is I it is the tape that looks like a road. Now, I have often fantasized about buying the tape that looks like a road. Mm. It's got a line down the middle. It's like it's like a it's like painter's tape, but it mm-hmm. looks like asphalt with like a, like a road. That sounds fun. It it turns out it was fun. Okay. And you have to, you had to buy, I was smart enough to remember to buy some corner pieces, like corner oh. tape. It wasn't that expensive. And I busted it out. And now, of course, I've got a whole yeah. freeway running through my sure. den. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to wear out easy yeah. for me. Uh, but and they, both kids were like on their hands and knees, busted out the cars. <laughs> Ellis, for some reason, is named it Paradise City. Oh. Come on down to Paradise City. Oh. And like where we're like, where the grass is green are the girls all pretty. Yeah. So Paradise City is set up. I don't know. It was just like a nice, it was one of those things. Technically, it should be a genius. But at the same time, it was. But at the same time, it just felt like like a general like win for the weekend. Yeah. And it just was like, huh, that's a good thing. Hey, Biz, you're winning at parenting. I'm winning at parenting. Look at you. Look at me. I threw money at it. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's good. It's nice when we can like fulfill the needs of our children and do so without uh, crushing anything deep inside ourselves that we find distasteful or don't want to do, which can be very different than other aspects of parenting in which we sometimes feel like we're a monster. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. 
advice. Miss and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Are you a monster? I am. <laughs> I am too. I have to say, this idea came from the <laughs> private group. There was a, a poster on the One Bad Mother private Facebook community who said that she hates Disney, and as a result, she's never shown her kids a Disney movie, uh-huh. and she's a monster right. for it. Yeah. And I just thought this was so funny, yeah. and I was like, you know what? I was just thinking about this, about something that I feel makes me a monster. We should, let's see where this goes. And I feel like there's two divisions Mm -hmm. in the monster community. There's uh, one bad monster. There's the monster that you think you are. Right. The things that you do that you're like, huh, I'm a monster. I've ruined my child. I feel really bad about this. this It's not like the same as like bad parenting guilt. It's more like, should I be doing this? Should I have done this? Am I a monster for not doing this? And then there's the monster... That our children see us as. Right. Because we're not, usually not letting them do something they want to do. Right. So, uh, I, like, off the bat, the first thing that I had been wrestling with before I saw her talking about this was, I have never, it's Easter right now, Mm -hmm. it's the Easter time of year, was this weekend, uh, I have never taken my children to get a picture taken with Santa Claus Uh or the Easter Bunny. (laughs) Or, or any any holiday any, related like, yeah. picture opportunity. Yeah. I've never taken them, and like every year, why? Th- like, there's no particular there's no reason. reason. Okay, so you're not like taking a stand against. I'm not it taking you, a stand against just, like, mall Santa. Like I just like, yeah. looking. Usually, it's like somewhere three months beforehand. <laughs> I think, huh? I guess we should do that. Yeah, and then. The next time I think about it, it's like two days before the holiday, right. and that's going to be a nightmare. And then yeah. I think, is this who am I doing this for? Yeah, who's this for? Do I? Yeah, but should I? Yeah, am I like a like? Yeah. I feel like I'm just like not doing a parenting thing yeah. that I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, and I feel I'm like, and now it almost feels too late. Like it definitely feels too late for right. Katie Bell. I mean, right, she's like seven. Right, and she's the first like, time oh, she meets Santa is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, yeah. Here's the Easter Bunny. Right. Oh, is it right? Like you yeah. know, and while Ellis. I don't know if he'd even want to go sit I know. in anybody's lap. I feel for like a he would picture. not be into that. I feel that. like he'd be like way yeah. not into it. Yeah. But I also realize that I've just never given them the option. Stefan's never asked. We just never and it's they just never, never occurred yeah. to us okay. to do it. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's that. Yeah. So I am a monster, yeah, you're a monster for not having any of these types of pictures. What do you, I, I have Mine more. I have more, but I, I want to hear yours. Mine is totally worse. Oh, okay. okay. I, maybe I can beat it. Okay. So here's here's <laughs> here's this one. So uh, this past week, while we were up in the mountains, we were up there with um, some friends at one point, and um, I was upstairs getting Grace and Oscar dressed, like for the day, like getting you know getting them ready. And as as I was staying up there, finishing getting Oscar ready, and Grace had already gotten herself dressed, and she was going back downstairs. I heard the other mom who we were up there with <laughs> say to Grace, "Oh, that was fast. You're all dressed. Did you already brush your teeth?" And do you know what Grace said? What? We don't brush our teeth in the morning. Whoa! <laughs> You're a listening to this and like I already I already knew I was a monster for not making my kids brush their teeth in the morning and it's already like it's already been something that has like deeply weighed on me that like I feel like I need to get in the habit of getting them to brush their teeth in the morning it was like wasn't a thing that my parents did with us when we were kids and so for whatever reason like we always do it at night and it's like a part of the nighttime routine but for whatever reason in the morning like there's just other stuff and like it just, yeah, so we just, like, there have been a few times where we have, but, like, it's not a regular thing that my kids it's know they're expected to do. It's Easter, we're brushing your teeth today. Right, exactly. And, like, I, I already feel terrible about this. And and so it was so funny, too, because I hear Grace say that, yeah. you know, to our friend. You and, can just hear her. And I'm upstairs, and she goes, what? Like that? And then Grace just like, yeah. And then they just, she just doesn't say anything about it. And that's the end of that. And I like thought about like later, do I like say something about this? Like, do I need to like acknowledge? And then I was like, no, I mean, there's nothing really to say. I mean, Grace was right. Grace was right. We don't really do that. We need, like I, we've talked about like, we should be doing that. There was even like a day where we were like, let's set something out to like remind ourselves tomorrow that we're going to like brush our teeth. (laughs) But like, we just haven't got, so anyways, I am a true monster for that, that one. You are a yeah. true monster. Yep. And of course, the real monster is Stefan Lawrence. 
uh, who doesn't let us have sugar cereal in the house. Oh, definitely. Because we all want it. Yeah. And I could actually do a whole episode on how these days I'm so tired. I just cruise the sugar cereal out sometimes being like, what if I just brought it home? Would we divorce? What you could hide it somewhere. In the well, house. I could. Yeah, I could do. You I could and the kids that could have your like secret <laughs> place where you go. <laughs> we could become closet eaters. That's great. Like literally, where we sit in the closet. Yeah. And eat. Oops, all berries. Yep. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, so I think the other category is what are we doing that our children hate? And I think yeah. about you overhearing Grace say the thing mm-hmm. about. Uh, the toothbrushing, yeah, and the mom being like, and I think, I think some of what we're about to talk about, there is this element of while you're being a monster, you have to also be good that you're not because ju- your brain goes to judge. Yeah. Like this, even up, your yeah. thought was, how is this woman judging me yeah. for this? Yeah. And should I go make up for it and explain, like whatever? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe the mom was just flat out like, what the? Yeah, fuck? she or, definitely was. Or she was like, she works That's in the such a good field. idea. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, but like, there's no, a lot of the monster stuff I think with our kids is where we just have house rules or judge thing. I mean, or like, right. uh, house rules where other peer parents don't, or sure. they've got house rules that we judge. Sure. And like half an hard. hour of television. Right. Or yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Like just so, weird things. Yeah. And Katie Bell has reached an age where now she's really going over to people's houses oh, and she's yeah. been exposed to. The other, other styles. The other styles yeah. of parenting. And so I'm currently, I'm not full-blown monster, but we're getting there. Yeah. And the fact that uh, like her friend has a TV in her room, mm. and her friend also gets to have iPad in the car, like even on the smallest of trips, mm. right? Just whatever. Like yeah. that, you know. And but we don't. We don't do yeah. that. Right. Not you get in the car after school. That's not what we're doing. No. It's just not how we do it. Yeah. And you're definitely not having a TV in your room. And we're monsters mm-hmm. for doing that. Mm-hmm. But it According is, to her. According to her. Yeah. But there's also this added responsibility of not being like, well, why we don't do it is yeah. X, Y, and Z. Right. That then doesn't set her up to be like, hey, hey my, my, my parents said, don't do yeah. it because we're better than you. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, not yeah. the case. Like, you almost have to just embrace the monster. Like, yeah. you're just like, uh-huh. We don't yeah, do we, that. We're awful. We are you awful. Yeah, I do think life. so. <laughs> I think, yeah, but I think <laughs> yeah. that's true. I think you have to be like, yeah, we're just horrible yeah. people who yeah. want to keep you from all forms of fun. I know. We suck. We suck. <laughs> right? Uh, here's some here's some crayons and some paper. Uh, Draw it out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. so that's our current thing is the yeah. lack of technology yeah. in her life where, guys, trust me. She's got so much technology in her life. Right. <laughs> you know, oh, like, yeah. anyway. So there's that. What about yeah. you? What do yeah. you? Yeah. So the big one, I think, for me with Grace mm-hmm. is that anytime it's time to give something away or oh. throw something away, like oh, getting rid of anything, right. I am really a monster. Like, <gasps> yeah. how dare? I mean, it's just, <laughs> and it's anything. Like, yeah. even yesterday, um, it was just the two of us at home and the baby was napping and Grace and I were like cleaning. It was like, yeah, we're cleaning right now. Um, Jesse and Oscar had gone to do the grocery shopping. Right. So we're doing the cleaning. And I'm literally just walking around with a giant trash yeah. bag. <laughs> I am yeah. because it, it had yeah. gotten to that point. And so I'm like just throwing stuff away. And like partway through the cleaning, she goes, are you throwing stuff away? Like it dawns <laughs> on her. Like, are you? Is that trash bag like for trash? And I'm like, yep. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah. I'm throwing yeah. stuff away. And You're old enough for the harsh realities yeah, like, of life now, Grace. Come on. And, <laughs> and I mean, li- like, I was throwing away one toy and all the rest of it was just papers, like yeah. scrap papers Ugh. with doodles and little right. things, like just old homework papers and just yeah. stupid the stuff. homework papers. And it's, she literally says, that's my favorite to each thing. thing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's awe inspiring. Like is she and and she's so hurt that yeah. I would want to get rid of any. You're of this a monster. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, I am truly You're a monster. Truly a monster. For I don't that. know what to say about it, Grace. I, <laughs> I guess I'm a monster. Also, we're definitely uh, monsters. Another thing I think like we're monsters about is we never let. Stefan is so loyal to the Star Wars yeah. franchise, with the exception of the three prequels that came out. Yeah, uh, and Cable's never seen them. Because right. he will not let them be played yeah. in the house. They don't count. They don't count. They don't exist as far as he's concerned. All yeah. of her friends have seen it. 
Oh. Right? They've all seen. It's so weird to me that, that I know. anyone Welcome would shoot. To, anyway, so it's fa- fine. It's so fast how it comes on. Yeah, okay. Then, like, all it takes is some kid, uh, a friend of Grace's, who also has an older sibling. Right. And then that kid right, has seen right, everything. Right. Yeah. Right? A- Ellis will have seen everything. Right. By the time he's seven. That makes sense. He'll be the kid who's like, Guardians of the Galaxy is the best movie ever. Okay, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's fine. I'm like, can they be old enough to watch this with me? Uh, so, uh, but so she has recently come home a lot and been like, why can't I watch these movies? And, it's just, and there's no legitimate reason yeah. other than we fucking hate yeah, them. Yeah, they're bad in That's my like opinion. Stephen, yeah. Stephen Walt, like, he's like, yeah. they're horrible movies and yeah. you don't need to know them. Yeah. Right? Like, you can, no. Yeah. Right? Uh-uh. Yeah. And then all the other kids, they get confused. Why aren't you showing... Katie Bell, these movies. Yeah. And I've seen Stefan say to like seven and eight yeah. year olds, because they're bad. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just I love monsters. It. I love it. Monsters. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a lot of like, do you have other things that make yeah, you a monster? Yeah. I mean, like, well, thinking about like thinking about Jesse, like the things yeah. that make him a monster, I feel so bad. It's just like that he doesn't like serve the kids food the way I do. Oh, so he's yeah. a monster. He's a monster. You know, like, or he'll serve, you know, water with dinner instead of milk right. and, and the kids are horrified horrified yeah i didn't want this why would you do this yeah yeah <laughs> this makes me think of the like the conversation i'm having with the kids right now is like we'll be somewhere and they have like a lemonade or something and yeah. i'll be like oh can i have a sip of that yeah and katie bell with such hesitation uh-huh. will hand me the lemonade <laughs> and then the look of like sheer panic as it goes to my lips yeah. and like the you could see the anxiety She's that so i'm gonna you're gonna drink it, it all yeah and i finally have started saying yeah have I ever yeah. have I ever taken something from you and been like, oh delicious? Yeah. And I drank it all. <laughs> and or like I just eat all your ice cream, yeah. drink all your lemonade, or eat all your have I ever done this? She's like, no. And I'm like, then why are you treating me like a monster? Like I've got to eat this and drink this from you. I am not a monster. It's I love so you. True. I love you. I just want a sip. I want a sip. Yeah. I give you everything. Yeah. Right? Like and then like and for poor Ellis, because he's like three. Yeah. Everything I do, is it Tuesday? I'm a fucking monster. Right. Did I turn the water on yeah. with my right hand and not my left hand? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And then did this I not make particular. us go all the way back to bed and start the entire day over and oh, go through the no. whole pot? Monster, why would you do that? Like oh, just no. a walking. But they do. They see you doing these yeah. things. And you're like, I've never... Yeah, I've never harmed you. Yeah, I've never like locked you in a closet. It's just like the, that that look on their face as yeah. if I've taken something from yeah. them. And those are actually the yeah. worst moments for me because I'm like, I have like, where have I led you to think? Sure. Besides the Star Wars and no sugar cereal and sure. no television in your room. Yeah. Besides those horrible things I yeah. do. Like, why? Why do you see me as that? I know. I don't, okay, I don't know if this is, like, exactly the same thing, but it's a similar thing where, like, the grasping of, like, the importance of things and the bigness of things is, like, not quite organized yet for them. Like, Grace really wants a little sister, so she really wants me to just keep having babies until she can have, like, she just wants a little sister and she doesn't, like, it's not that she thinks I'm a monster, but she's, she's a little bit like, well... But I really want one. But like, I, want I really one. want a sister. Like, yeah. why won't you? Why can't you do that? Just for me? make that happen. Yeah. Just... And it's a little bit like, okay. Yeah. How do like how do you <laughs> not see how much work this is? Like, you've literally witnessed this <laughs> right. like, beginning to end twice, like, two twice, yeah, all the way through. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I think you're right. There's like that moment where like I don't even know how to explain this to you anymore. Because this isn't about just, like, we fucking hate the prequels. The, you're, yeah. There are other times where they see some action that you're doing mm-hmm. or action that you're not doing, and it's just too much. They yeah. cannot, yeah. and there's nothing you can say yeah. to make it any better other than, boo! <laughs> <laughs> One Bad Mother is supported in part by Care.com, the easy and reliable way to find care for everyone in the family when and where you need it. Biz and I both have premium memberships, which are awesome. You can check it out online. For me, when I type in my zip code, there are just tons of caregivers right near my home. They give me all the tools that I need for background checks, reference checks, qualifications, and certifications. Here's the bonus. 
you don't have to just use them for babysitters. You can also find housekeepers, dog walkers, tutors, errand runners, and senior care, which is a big deal. So save 30% off a Care.com premium membership and receive a $15 credit that you can use toward paying your caregiver when you use Care.com's convenient payment platform. Just visit Care.com slash badmother when you subscribe. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius meme. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Well, I realized that I my, was revolving my entire week around figuring out how to get <laughs> fresh coffee beans. <laughs> um, and then I remembered I could just renew my coffee beans subscription mm, service nice um which is fantastic <laughs> and delicious and it comes to my house now every week oh. and i don't run out of coffee you're and a, it's great you're a genius thank you winning at parenting thank you you're that's amazing uh i this is kind of a simple one i've been really carving out uh, walking time mm. and like committing to it nice. three to four times a week. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's definitely a, I'm giving up lots of yeah. other things yeah. to make this happen. Good. And I'm, it's not like I'm any nicer to the kids or the family. <laughs> like none of that's like, work. but I, there is a sense of feeling better versus before I was doing this where I wasn't feeling better about stuff, yeah. like about myself. Right. Yeah. Like it just was like, you know, Again, uh, any stress or issues I was having about myself or whatever, nothing's fixed. I just feel a little better doing this. That's great. Yeah. That's enough. That was enough. That was enough. That's great. Hi, One Bed Mother. I'm calling with a genius, and I thought I'd call because I was just listening to one of your older episodes that had a genius from a woman who threw out all her socks and got all white ones so that she didn't have to match anything that they would all match already. Um, and I just wanted to share my sock genius. I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. I'm 37 weeks pregnant, so I don't feel like matching socks either. I called a couple times with some chatter rants. <laughs> but my genius is that I have a little tote at the bottom of my stairs, right in front of the front door. With, and there's three of them, actually. There's one for my five-year-old, one for my three-year-old, and those two each have their shoes in them. And then uh, the third tote has just socks. And I don't match the socks. They're all different colors, all different sizes. I don't care. I've just given up on matching. And the girls, they don't care if they match. So they pick out their own socks every day and they don't match. Sometimes they do, but usually they don't. And then they pick out their own shoes. And then I, and then it stops me having to argue with them over putting on socks and shoes. I just say, hey, go pick up some socks and shoes. And they do it. And there's no argument Usually. So that's my genius. Thanks. This yeah, is so that's good. Genius. Yeah, there, I really there, like it. Yeah, there's the there's the genius of uh letting go yeah. of, the, of the matching. Of the matching, yeah. of like what that means the monster that you are by sending your children out into the world with non matching socks. Yep. as well as the like anytime you can cut out the potential argument, yeah. that is the most important thing. It really, for it sure. really is. Yep. Like anytime you can do that, it's a game changer for the day. Plus, um, you're eliminating the like, where's that other shoe? Yeah. Like you're lo- like looking for things, yeah. you know, around the house because they're just always there. They're the always in the bed. Yeah, yeah, it's really genius. Yeah, it's great. Good job. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay, I'm going to talk about Easter baskets. So depending on who you're listening with, if you want to skip ahead uh, a few seconds, um, do that now. Um, So we were away for a week, and when we came home, it was the Saturday night before 
um, Easter Sunday morning. And we got home kind of late and the kids were crazy and we were tired and we were unloading. And I realized, you know, as Jesse's getting the kids into bed and I'm sitting there feeding the baby and we've made it through this epic journey that there's nothing. There's nothing nothing in the house. Yeah. Um, I had like leftover little bags from the year before and the year before that Mm. we'd used like two years in a row and I just had them so that was good I had something to put them in um, but we didn't have like plastic eggs. We had, like, I think we had like three plastic eggs, yeah. which is not super helpful when you have two kids. Yeah. Because like you yeah. basically have one egg <laughs> for each kid. Um, and I had to like parse together just junk that we had in our house oh to wow. like create yeah. a nice little Easter basket. Yeah. I had some like stickers that I had saved for birthday presents. Yeah. Um, and I just. Put so I had Jesse help me like put some things together, and like the worst part about this is that my wonderful mother-in-law sends um, Easter candy for them every year, and um, it's always kind of like extra bonus yeah. candy because I really like doing the Easter baskets yeah. when I think of it in advance. <laughs> Um, but this year we could have really used it, but we had asked her to send it to the office oh, because no. we didn't want it yeah. around the house. house. So we didn't have it at home when we came home and we were so tired. Oh, like it yeah. was so late. Nobody's going to go back out and like go, you oh, know, find sad. it. So it was just, it was like a double fail because yeah. I could have been saved from my fail. Yeah. Yeah. Monster. Yep. Monster. <laughs> oh God, that's, that's. Like, I felt all of that realization yeah. with you. Yeah, that is a Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Oh, thanks. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I'm a little tired. A lot of hats. This is actually a repeat fail, but it's worth repeating because it's so pathetic. Okay. And it's, I, <laughs> in just, like, the last week, I have, like, on multiple occasions now done the thing where I stick my hand in the water dispenser out of the fridge. You know, you put your cup in and you push it in and water comes out. But I'm just doing it with my hand. And I've done it a lot. Like, I, the other day I was sitting with my friend <laughs> and Ellis walks up and is like, can I have water? And I'm like, sure. And I, like, I just, my body just sticks my hand, like it fills my hand up with yeah. water and like water goes everywhere. And it doesn't stop pouring. And again, every time it takes a second to realize I'm yeah. doing it. And I'm like- The cold water wakes yeah. you up. My friend just looks at me like- Wow. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this yeah. is not the first time. It's not even like yeah. I'm doing the ice. Right. Right. Like where I'm like, where you oh, that's reasonable. It. You catch right. it, you put it in the cup or yeah. the water bottle. This is just me randomly doing this yeah. when I think I need water. Uh-huh. And that's that's a thing. <laughs> Doesn't make me feel like a successful person. <laughs> Hi, this is Teresa. I'm calling with a fail. Um I had stepped out of the room for like a couple minutes to pee and my son who's eight and is autistic and has ADHD decided he was going to do a science experiment and so in the time it took me to pee he ended up spreading five pounds of flour all through the kitchen and the dining room and the playroom and the family room because he wanted to see what happens when you take flour and mix it with water. And so I kind of cleaned that all up and let it dry so that I could try and scrape it up off the floors because we have all hardwood floors. And so I was trying to deal with that. And the eight, seven, and six-year-olds are at school. And so I put the five-year-old and the one-year-old at the table. I gave the one-year-old some cereal, made the five-year-old color, and I was trying to get all of this dried crap off the ground, and I turned around and saw that my one-year-old was flushing red and starting to swell. And so we just got back from the ER, and I found out that she's allergic to cinnamon. So, you know, that's good to know. And now I still have to try and get all of this dried flower crap off of walls and cabinets and the stove and the floors and the back door and this could be a rant I don't even know but I think it's a fail because everything is just utterly failing all at once and I know that I'm just going to mom up and I'm just going to deal with it and everything will be fine in the end and I'll be able to laugh someday but right now I just want to cry 
But, you know, at least my eight-year-old is wanting to do science experiments. So that's a good thing, right? Um, you guys are doing a great job, and I'm sure you're doing a lot better than I am right now. But, yeah. All right. You guys have a great day. Bye. Hey. Yeah. It, yeah that's that, the line that's pretty that, bad. The, yeah, it's bad. And the line that I think, I feel like everything is failing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, around me. Like, yeah. that is... That in itself, like I, that, yeah. I know that sensation of the every. It's like the scene when the spaceship is self-destructing, like in everything, yeah. and you're just trying to get across the ship, right. and like springs are coming out, flames are coming up, people are like dying yeah. next to you. Like it's just like everything's yeah. failing, yeah. all at once. And five pounds of flour, guys, yeah. is a lot of flour. A lot of flour. Everybody, <laughs> just take a moment yeah. and think about. Why this woman would let flour be in her house. Yeah. That is the real failure. Why would you bring flour <laughs> into, into your household. house? That is that is you're a monster for uh, having flour. Yeah, well, there's nothing quite like an emergency yeah, happening an emergency. in the middle of, yeah. like, cleaning up a huge yeah. surprising mess. Like, well, right. that's just, like, emergencies <laughs> on top of emergencies. emergencies. That's right. I, but I will say, it, for a split second, I thought, well, at least you don't have carpet. Yeah, that's right. I, that's a... That's a win. True. Yeah. That's a win. Well, I'm sorry yeah. that you bought flour and that you've raised children. To oh, have and an that you had to science. pee. And I that you had to pee. That's we can the real trace failure. All of this back to you actually leaving the room to pee. pee. Come on, kids. <laughs> you're in the bathroom with me until you're 32. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Blue Apron. Blue Apron sends you food, guys. Yeah. With recipes. And it's the right amount, and it's very easy to do. And then you're winning at parenting because you gave people who live in your house things to eat that are healthy. For less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash badmother. That's blueapron.com slash badmother. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Teresa. Yes. Let's call a parent. Great. This week we are calling Nefertiti Austin, an established fiction writer, now essayist, and advocate for adoptive and foster youth. Her writing can be seen in The Establishment, Mother Magazine, Huffington Post, Essence, and ModernMia.com, and includes such recent pieces as Adoptions, Hashtag Parenting So White Problems, uh, Why I Decided to Adopt Without a Partner, and Why We Need More Black Parenting Stories. Welcome, Nefertiti. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I, many listeners of the show uh, heard your name mentioned by a previous guest and heard me be like, I'm going to find you, Nefertiti, <laughs> and get you on the show. Uh, oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were uh, we had uh, the New York Times Public Library recommendations person on the show uh, to co-host while Teresa was out, and she was okay. like, hey, what do you want me to find? And I said, I have a challenge for you. I can't seem to find any books or, you know, uh, uh, pieces by people of color on parenting outside of these, like, mm-hmm. three. Can you right. go find them? And she, she wrote back a week later and was like, no. wow, no. No, in <laughs> no. fact, I can't. And so she actually, but she found your piece. And then, anyway, that started a whole conversation. That, that, okay. We're sidetracking, but I'm excited that you're here with us. But let's get started with what we ask all of our guests, which is, who lives in your house? Well, in my house, I have a 10-year-old son and a 4-year-old daughter and me. And you. That's yes. very, 10. How's 10? How's it going? How's 10 working out? I've got a 7-year-old. Uh, <clears throat> I just, I see visions on the playground. How's, how's 10? Yeah, 10 is rough. <laughs> He's like on the end of the, the whole baby sort of thing and slowly becoming a tween so he alternates between mom 
and tears. So oh, I never know baby. where we are emotionally, and it drives me crazy. Yeah, that sounds like a Yeah, lot. he's a good boy. He's a sweet kid, but my goodness. Yes, tends rough. Yeah, I think that's the word we use in our house, too. Oh, we have really good kids, but that is, like, so paired with yeah. all the their developmental yeah. stuff, which is just so much. Yeah. Like, it's just so yes. much, and it's, it's yes. tiring. Um, yes. Well, let's, uh, one of the things we like to do on the show is just talk about experiences of other parents, because we do share a lot, like the lack of sleep okay. and worry and guilt and breakfast for dinners, <laughs> all those yes. kind of good things. Uh, but we yes. also have experiences that are completely unique to us and only some of us. And given how isolating parenting can be, it helps to not feel alone. And just, and it really helps when we uh, can hear somebody talking and go, oh, hey, I'm not the only person who's doing that. Right. Right? That's really great. Right. And that last comment is... Uh, what I see the most uh, following your pieces, uh, any of the pieces okay. that you write, I see so many of these comments of parents being like, oh, my God, I'm so glad to know. Thank you for sharing because I thought I was the only person. So let's first just start with the fact that you decided to adopt as a, oh, my God, a single parent. <laughs> a single parent. What does that even mean? It's, it can't be possible. Um, yeah. And this yes. is a big thing for people to relate mm-hmm. to. So so tell us about your decision and, yeah, just about that experience. Okay. Well, I, my best friend is adopted, and she became, and she is an adoption social worker. So I had been hearing about all these children over the years and things and parents and stuff. So I think that's just been in the back of my mind. And I was, my brother and I were raised by our grandparents and which was a really positive experience. And I don't think I had language for feeling adopted until I adopted. And I had just been, a, you know, quintessential free spirit, just moving every year and <laughs> just pick my dogs up and we'd move, have a job, quit a job, jump on a plane, go somewhere, having just the time of my life. <laughs> and then, I, I don't know, something came over me in 06 and I decided that I wanted to be a mother and I wanted to adopt. And I think one of my concerns or fears was that if I don't do it, then I may marry someone who doesn't want to adopt and I'll miss this opportunity. Mm. And so that was very important to me that I adopted and I wanted a boy. I wanted a black boy because I knew that they were you know, less likely to be adopted. Everyone wants a cute little girl and little girls terrorists because I live with one. But, <laughs> yeah, um, there are some great myths about, uh, yes. about like traits and the genders that are associated yes. with them. Yeah. Yes. Huge, huge myths. And so <laughs> I, uh, I called my best friend and I said, okay, I'm ready. And that's pretty much what got me on the journey to adopting the first go round. Well, what got you going the second go-round? I, you know what? I think the kids conspired against me. <laughs> and so my son is one of 10 kids. And I thought, okay, great. I've adopted my son. I did what I said I was going to do. And so now I'm going to, you know, it's going to be us or, you know, I'll get married and maybe have some more kids or not, you know, whatever. And one Christmas, he started telling me I was fat and that, his baby sister was in my tummy and aside from the fact that it's rude and I'm not that I told him I you know I'm not pregnant there's nothing going on here and he 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 was so insistent and then that morphed into he wanted a baby he wanted a baby sister meanwhile I speak at adoption training classes and after this one particular talk my former social worker pulled me aside and she asked if I would be interested in uh, Johannes meeting his younger brother, the one who's just underneath him. And so I thought, well, sure. As long as that birth mother, the adoptive mother rather was sane, because I had met one of the other adoptive mothers some years back and she was a little different. And the social worker said, no, 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 you know, she's, She's, she's nice, and I think this will be great. And then at least the siblings could kind of come together. And so I agreed, and they invited us to the the boys' fifth birthday party. And 
I knew that there was also another sister. So at this point, I know there are nine children and we get to the party and there's a baby. And I'm like, who, who, who's this? And they said, this is the, the last one. And I never, ever hold other people's children. And I held her for like four hours and I didn't want to let her go. Oh. And, but, and by this time I had come around to, okay, I, emotionally I'm up for one more child. And I had begun the process to adopt again. And I told them that, you know, I'm not trying to steal your baby, but if it doesn't work out, I'll take her. Okay. So that was in May. And then in July, we saw them again. Same thing. Oh, if it doesn't work out, I'll take her. And they were adamant. Oh, no, we're going to adopt her. So I went on with my life. And that was July and October 12th. Guess who came to live with me? My (laughs) 10-month-old daughter who's now four. Wow. Wow. That's how she came about. She and Johannes schemed. They schemed. They did some major scheming. (laughs) And... So it's it's great. I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world. And when I met her, I I thought, you know, she should be with us. Yeah, that's great. That's mm-hmm. that's great. But you know what? Here's the thing: is that like listening to that story, I'm just like, there is so much I have zero understanding about. I have some friends who uh, are fostering as well, and okay. their whole experience, like they've been very gracious to like you know share with me their experience uh, leading up, like all the preparation, yes. and then you know is it, for some people it is this like it's suddenly it's Tuesday and you get a call, right. and then there are children yes. in the house, and yes. you have to be ready for that. And but it's, I guess in my you know. I'm not. I, I'm sorry. I'm not running around reading books on fostering and adoption. I got just not right. in my purview. So when they began to describe just the entire foster process, all the things I'd never thought about. Not only suddenly there are children in your house. Uh, it was yeah. a similar situation where it's two siblings out of I think seven kids, and right. uh, they're still working with uh, the mother to hopefully get have her have her children back. It's okay. a whole process. So they're temporarily having them, but it was stuff like. Uh, you now have to have your kid in school tomorrow, right? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. are, are schools set up for this? And like, I was just like, wow, you're doing a remarkable job. Like, it's a lot. Unbelievable. It is a lot. Um, yes. And for and for you, you have written several pieces about this sort of parenting niche that I'm not, were you even aware you were going to be finding yourself in? No. Could you please, I would really like you to kind of talk about, you've gone through this process, you've adopted your son, uh, everything's great. And then suddenly you realize that there's a lot of stuff people are attaching to you that you didn't realize you were signing up for. Yes. I have, my background is fiction. And so when he came along, I was still writing fiction. And I think probably what really sort of set me off and my early writing was really just like a bunch of rants <laughs> were I could not find any books mm-hmm. about women like myself who were you know, who are college educated women who worked and made a decision for whatever reason to adopt and to do it on their own and successfully navigate the whole system, navigate the drama you get from your family, looking at you sideways, like, how are you going to do that by yourself? And your friends giggling because they're like, you? Oh, okay, we'll see. (laughs) And um, I didn't, I, I just, I was so upset that there was just nothing there. And for, I'm not so much a planner, but I do like information. Yeah. And it just really bothered me that there was nothing. And when I tell you I have been to the end of the internet, I have. Yeah. And the card catalog at the library, I have. The city library, the county library, uh, Beverly Hills library system, you know, all of the different library systems looking. And I never saw myself on the page. And that's really what got me started because I've run into too many single women, friends of friends who have said, Oh, I heard that you adopted on your own. You know, what was the process like? And I'm repeating the same story over and over and over and dispelling myths, you know, even by women who should know better and who are so nervous and so afraid, so worried of the stigma 
of being a single parent. And so to my way of thinking, it is the 21st century. It shouldn't matter how families are configured. You know, your family's configured how it's configured. And to still encounter so many women who are worried about what it's going to look like and, and how people will attach stigma to them. And my daughter is definitely my mini me. My son and I favor, but if you were to see us together, you might assume, Oh, he, he probably looks like his dad. (laughs) And so you can tell clearly, you know, there had been a man somewhere or or that's the assumption. And so it's either she got pregnant and this dude has, has kicked rocks or she's now divorced and she's on her own and here we go again with another black woman with a black boy who's got no father and, you know, shame. Yeah, it's like Which, it's a it's there's a tragedy association with it as opposed yes. to the empowerment of a, a woman making her own decision to do this. Yes, yeah. that's yeah, that's not necessarily how I mean, I definitely in, in, in some sectors and the white community adoption is far more accepted and it's not as big of a deal. Well, there's but a lot in of the books. Black community. <laughs> yes, and there's tons of books. We got a shit ton of books about that. There are movies and there are television That's programs right. that all support yeah. making such a decision. But in our community, we are still behind in that area. And so um, that's how I got started writing about it. Just like looking around like, okay, hmm, this is a problem. And how how can I fix it? I didn't want to be an adoption advocate. It just kind of was thrust upon me. And, you know, this is, I, I accepted the challenge. Well, but it's, it is, again, I go back to uh, the beginning of the show where, you know, the thing that just I think is so powerful are the responses that you get from people who need to see you. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. a, and... There's we talk about on the show a lot. There's like I, it, it is bizarre to think that given all the different ways we parent and uh-huh. all the different family setups we have, you know, uh-huh. at, that that the publishing industry continues to put out only one yes. one vision of parenting or one thing we're all supposed to relate to. I mean, good Lord, right. you know, I am the very epitome of what, you know, every cover of these books right. look like, and I can't stand half the stuff in there. You know what I mean? I'm like, right. I yes. am not going to yes. do that, right? And so, like, yes. it is, <laughs> we share a lot, but we're not all doing it the same way, and it is a little absurd that this assumption that we all couldn't gain insight from more voices in yes. the community, es- yes. especially in adoption. I, I, mean, I feel like, yes. well, especially in everywhere, but, like, yes. this... There, you're right. There's just not an image of a woman of color adopting kids of the same color by herself. Like that. <laughs> that's... Well, Shonda, Shonda Rhimes has yes. adopted three kids. I mean, so, but, you know, I don't think when people think of her, they that's the first thought that comes to mind. Right. And so, and she's also a celebrity. Yeah. So, you know, she's in a different stratosphere. But for the rest of us. Right who um, don't don't go in those circles. And lately, so many celebrities are adopting from the public foster care system, which means that the children that they're going to adopt are going to be of color. And so, you know, they get a lot of glory and glorification because, oh, look at what they've done. And it's like, well, we've been doing that forever. And <laughs> Yeah, we, we didn't get a wink and a nod. I didn't get an Oscar for that. <laughs> Where's your trophies? Um, exactly. Well, let's actually, I'd like to talk a little bit uh, before we wrap up about some publications, places people can get stuff. One of the things that really struck me was, and we, again, we've talked about this. Guys, we've talked about it. The books for kids, you know, like yes. the yes. lack of... Uh, yes. opportunity for people to see them, for kids to see themselves mm-hmm. in books. Yes. One of the things that I just suddenly didn't, I can never unsee is this book that you spoke about, The Heart Picked, where it right. is a book for kids who are adopted and the images in the book are of people of color adopting kids of color, right? Like, right. Could, do you want to talk a little bit about the book or just like how that, I just want to make sure people know sure. this book is out there and there should be 50 yeah. other ones. 
or a hundred other Absolutely. Ones, right? There absolutely should be. Yes. Uh, a friend of mine sent a link to me about the book when it came out. And I think it was featured in the Huffington Post. Mm. And I thought that was so exciting that, you know, an adoptee was able to write her, well, it's not necessarily her story, but it is to some degree that black woman adopted by a black family. And I thought that was um, really, really cool because those images are super important. Most of the adoption books really feature animals unless (laughs) it's, a transracial adopt right. adoption themed book. And even then, you know, the bear adopting the monkey can also be a transracial type story because they're different species. So you get a lot of that and Sorry. just not enough. I can't, huh? I can't let go of the animal thing. <laughs> like it's just, yes. it's just like, uh, it's like really, it's, uh, <laughs> It's just yeah. like almost absurd. They're like, well, we certainly have plenty of these books, but they're all animals. Because heaven <laughs> yes. forbid, we just put fucking people it's in it. It's just easier. It's just this easier. Way. I don't want to yeah. make things work. People like animals. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. It's they're, you know, mostly animals. Um, or maybe the kids are it's it's for books books for kids who are a little bit older, mm. maybe my son's age or a little older. And then again, you're dealing with a transracial situation. And so it's just once again, this, those of us parents of color who have adopted children of color, we are erased again, because it's like, we're not doing it. And uh, like I said, my son is 10, and he's doing book reports now. And so he loves, you know, Harry Potter and all that drama. And (laughs) we're in the bookstore and online looking for books and I'm calling some of my friends asking, are there any like tween books with black male characters like as the lead? And I haven't found any. So Well we'll get we'll get our New York public library recommendations person to get us a list. And we'll we'll give her that assignment because uh actually the by the way, just another shout out to them. You can always email them and their job is to or tweet at them. Or tweet at them, and they will find these books for you. Let's wrap up talking about uh, Modern Mia, where they've published a lot of your work. Yeah. And but it's 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 such a voice for so many more voices. Can you tell us a little bit uh, about that site? I mean, you wanted to get. I I think it needs a shout out. So would you? Yes. So the editor Antonia Akatunde uh, is wonderful. She's amazing. There was a woman and her partner who adopted and she had she had been her family had been featured on Modern Mia and she referred me to Antonia and Antonia really embraced me and my writing and really has given me like my start just the platform to get word the word out I guess for lack of a better phrase and so she also put me in touch with with Meg who then put me in touch with you and just so super generous and wonderful pictures and articles about black mothers and not just single moms but all kind of moms because we cover the gamut just like all moms do no, we're, and, we're pretty much a one note in the white community. I'm just kidding. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it is a very it's a great site because it's doing exactly what we're talking about. It's providing a platform yeah. for uh, for more voices uh, in the conversation. Yeah. So, don't worry, everybody. We're going to link everybody up to that, uh, along yeah. with uh, some of the pieces that I referenced at the beginning of the show, uh, and where you can find uh, more of Nefertiti's writing. But thank you so much for taking the time to come on and talk about this, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so very much for having me. And uh, we will talk again soon. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. send a message, pick up the I'm Jesse. I'm Jordan. And we've been doing Jordan Jesse Go for almost 10 years now. And it's not gotten any easier to describe. So we asked our fans to do it for us. Jordan Jesse Go is a weekly conversation with two best pals, two hilarious friends, the hilarious smart kids, talking about hilarious stuff that happens to them, mostly really stupid stuff, awkward anecdotes, insane tangents. 
heartfelt stuff. It's like being thrown in the middle of a hilarious conversation between you and your best pals. It's a show that makes me laugh every week, which is pretty rare and wonderful. It might be the best thing on the internet. One of the funniest things you will hear. And it's the best part of my week and has kept me company for the past seven years through all sorts of life. I love those guys. That's Jordan Jesse Go, the comedy podcast that's been named Best of iTunes. Every Monday on MaximumFun.org or your favorite podcasting software. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Ben, we've been accused of so many things over the course of making The Greatest Generation, the Star Trek podcast, that we're a little bit embarrassed to be making. That is right, Adam, but the one accusation that will never stick is the sickening implication that our show is in the pocket of Big Rod. As in Gene Roddenberry. We are not affiliated with Roddenberry, and that is why we are free to subject Star Trek to zingers, twangs, rib jabs, and all different kinds of jokey insults. That's right, Ben. The Greatest Generation is the people's Star Trek podcast, and Big Rod only wishes we were their puppet. No puppet! No puppet. If you want the untainted opinions of two guys who suffer pangs of shame every time they weigh in on Star Trek in this weirdly public forum, go to MaximumFun.org or search for The Greatest Generation in your podcatcher. That was great. Yeah, that was awesome. I know. I just want to go to a bar with her. She's doing a great job. She's doing a fucking great job, right? Like, that's a lot. Yeah. I totally got chills when she was talking about how her son, like, basically got her brain ready yeah. for the fact that she wanted to have another child. That's so good. Yeah, that was it's cool. so good. Really cool. Uh, well, she's amazing. We're going to link everybody up to the pieces um, as well as the websites we talked about today. I just, it's good, guys. It's all good yeah. uh, to talk about this stuff. Speaking of things that are good to talk about, let's listen to a mom have a breakdown and then talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is a rant. I'm calling just to tell you that I have for like the past six months tried to open my house door with my car door clicker and I'm so tired of doing it. It was kind of funny and quirky the first couple times. And now I just feel like I have an impaired brain that is never going to get better. When is my brain going to get better? Thank you. You're doing a good job. Bye. Yeah. So are you. Yeah, you're doing such a good job. There have been so many similar moments, like things like this that have happened to me recently where like Jesse will be like, well, did you get the or did you? What about the? And I'll just look at him and be like, I don't I shouldn't need to explain this to you right now. (laughs) Like you obviously know that I'm operating with like pretty much like half of a working brain. Well, yeah, but I mean, but that's, you would think, here's the thing. We would all think as rational people or people who were once rational that, 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 yeah, yeah, you lose it a little at the beginning, but then, but then you figure out how to balance it. Right. Doesn't always I'm not happen. sure that's what's happening yeah. because, like, again, I'm just Doesn't sticking my hand in the water fountain. Sure. You would think after the yeah, first no. time I would learn that's not a no. thing you do. That's yeah. like almost how you teach a dog to stop doing something. Yeah, Keep no, I don't it. think it comes back. No, it like, doesn't. I, I mean, it might it get can... a little better in some ways. Maybe but like... you get really good at something else. Yeah. But this yeah. other thing no. is not coming no, back. No, that's like damaged, damaged stuff. Damaged stuff. Well, like, but like you said, that's the same thing where I'm like, you recently sent me something going, hey, did you see this? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I legitimately have no memory of this. Wow. And this is an important thing yeah. you sent me. Yeah. I have no memory. And the only reason I was sending that yeah. to you was because she... Jesse asked yeah. me about it. Right. And I was like, oh, oh. I, yeah. Yeah. I... Whatever. We barely function. <laughs> By the way, when you get the book, it's just full of blank pages. Uh, but listen, <laughs> oh listen, caller. Listen, mom. We forgot to write the book, you guys. Yeah. You are doing Oops. an amazing job. Yeah, you are. And here's the fun thing. Maybe one day, your door's just going to open when you do that. You're training the door yeah. to open with the key fob yeah. from your car. Or maybe this is like your body's way of telling you that you want one of those like keypad door oh. doorknobs where you can just like press a code and or open like it. link it up to your phone. Like, your body's right. Yeah, maybe your you body's should right. Just do that. I like imagining linking it up to your phone yeah. and then just constantly yelling at your door. Yeah, Siri, <laughs> open the door. Open- <laughs> Or whatever you call. I changed my yeah. theory to an Australian male voice. Wait, isn't there what? an open open sesame? Could you yell yeah. open sesame? Open sesame. Open <laughs> fucking house. I need to fucking get out of my hands. are full of garbage.
because I have children. Like, there's literally garbage just in my hands, just wrappers, yeah. and there's a purse, oh, yeah. and I may be holding a baby. Stuff. Something's eaten. Yeah. And I know because my child ate it, somewhere on me, chocolate chips are being smeared from yeah. his healthy granola bar yeah. that he lives on. Yeah. Uh, look, you're remarkable. Yeah, you're great. And at least you made it home. Yeah, true. <laughs> You're not like, and you trying... have your keys. You have you your keys. You didn't lose your keys. You're yes. holding on to your keys in your hand. You are winning. Yeah. At parenting. Yep. Good job. Really good job. You're getting really good at this. Teresa. Yes. What did we learn today? One, we're monsters. Yeah. That's a good takeaway. Yep. Let's just embrace it. Yep. Sometimes uh, being a good parent makes us a monster. Uh, sometimes being selfish about your needs makes us a monster. And sometimes we should just fucking drink all the fucking lemonade and yeah. teach our kids who the real monster is. Yeah. Right? So there's that. Uh, we also learned that, uh, guys, we need more voices mm-hmm. in the Parenting, memoir, literary, community. I mean, like, well, the voices are there. We need them published. (laughs) People are writing these things. No one's publishing them. Also, just I think it's just good to remember that we should never assume what somebody's experience is when you see them out. Right? Like, the only assumption we should have is that person's wearing pants and they're out in public. They're doing a fucking great job. Yeah. I like the assumption that whoever they are, they're doing a good job. Yeah. The rest of it doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter. And, and, you know, it might matter, but it might matter in a way that is hurtful. Like, one way or the other, whichever way you're assuming, can be hurtful. Yeah. So there's no reason to do that. Instead, assume they're doing a good job and they're not getting the same sleep that you're getting. Yeah. Right. I mean, like there, we can dumb down our assumptions sure. to be way less yeah. harm, harmless. Yeah. Right. Or that's not the words I'm looking for. These are not the words you're looking for. Uh, so let's just assume we're all doing a good job. Yes. Be done with it. Everybody, you're doing remarkable. Yeah, you are. I. You guys are so great. I mean. You guys are amazing. It's a lot. It's so much. Day after day. After day. And we still have to have flour in our house. I know. I, you can't not buy flour. You can't. Yeah. And a five-pound bag makes a lot more sense yes. to have yes. than like one of those rinky-dink little, that little you're just going to need to buy more. Who, buy, who needs a pound of flour? No. Because at some point in time, even if you don't cook, you are probably doing a fucking science experiment. Yeah, and you have five kids. Yeah. So you need a you lot of flour. You need a lot flour. of flour. So much Play-Doh to be made at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're all remarkable. Yeah, you guys are great. Teresa, yes, you're doing a really good job. Thanks, no Vince. baby today. That's yeah. a big fucking deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. And Thank you're you. doing a great job. Thank you so much, you're Biz. Welcome. You're doing a really amazing job with everything you're doing. And I'm so lucky to be friends with you. <laughs> I am lucky too. Guys, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.